Time to get inspired, develop, and improve your yoga knowledge in English. You're listening to Your Yoga in English, a podcast for non-native English-speaking yogis and yoga teachers that want to practice or teach yoga worldwide. My name is Annie, the founder of Enga Unite, and here to guide you on your way to become the confident, effective, and knowledgeable English-speaking yogi you want to be. Today we're going to speak about six mistakes that you might make that stop your professional growth. I see Yoga Pilates is here and I know your name. Hi, Belen. Hello, lovely to see you all. So, six mistakes that stop your professional growth. It's a really exciting topic, something I'm passionate about and something that I also uh, tackle so we get rid of these mistakes in the English for Yoga Teachers course. Today, we're going to speak about the six mistakes that stop your professional growth. And these are mistakes that I have made too. And I'm sharing this with you because I want to help you prevent making these mistakes. So I want to help you prevent losing time, losing money, maybe even losing the passion or the fulfillment teaching yoga can give you or gives you at the moment. Because there's a lot of thought that goes into this job. Not long ago, I did another training on why you postpone your yoga teacher tasks. And your teaching yoga is a very diverse job. There's a lot of things that come with it that you may not realize when you sign up for a yoga teacher training. Because it goes further than just teaching asana or instructing a yoga class. There's a whole business side behind it. And if you're not having your own yoga business, there's still a lot of things that you need to organize and handle if you teach at a studio or if you teach at a community center. So there's a lot more to it than we often realize when we finish or when we do yoga teacher training. So these mistakes are helping you to prevent you from losing time, money, or maybe even the passion and fulfillment that teaching yoga can give you or is giving you at the moment. Any ideas what mistakes I'm speaking about? So, mistake number one is self-doubt and your limiting beliefs. It might be a very obvious one, but it is a very big one and it plays a big part in our, our approach. It's a big part of our mindset. It's a big part of our growth and why it stops your growth. So self-doubt and limiting beliefs could be thoughts such as, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. People don't understand me. People don't like me. Or maybe fear of your accent. It could be a fear of making mistakes. It could be a fear of people judging you. The problem here is, and this is something that we do very often, is that we focus on the things that we don't know, that we're not good at, or that we think we don't understand. We might think, I need to know this before I can. Or by now, after all I have learned and all the time I have invested, I should know this, but I don't. So by focusing on the negatives, you take away the opportunities to practice the positive. So the things that you do know and the things that you maybe are already really good at. 
In other words, this results in you stopping using the knowledge that you already have. So focusing on the negative stops you from using the knowledge that you already have. If it's only focus on the bad, you can't take advantage of the good. So if you focus on the bad, you can't take advantage of the good. Learning to teach yoga in English has very specific needs. And for most of you here, you know all about it because you've been in the community for a while and you've been on a mini course. So learning to teach yoga in English has, is a very specific type of language that you need. And it requires a new approach. So concentrate on the information and the knowledge that you have in the present moment and use it the best you can. So understand what you already know, what you're already good at. Maybe understand the little things that you can improve and use it the best that you can. Use it gradually and improve little by little, step by step. I'm going to go there in the next point, but use it the best you can. And also look at how far you've come, what you already know and what you have already learned. If you're listening to this on the podcast, already says that you know a lot more than you think and that you've come a long way. And probably as well that you're here to become better at it. So reflect on what you already know, what you're good at, and praise yourself for all the efforts that you have have, um, made so far. So in yoga, we often say celebrate your wins or celebrate your successes. Celebrate the little things that you have achieved. Because I am very sure that you can think of at least one or two things that you find worth celebrating. It doesn't have to be big, something really small, something really small to really just acknowledge where you're at and what you've already done. Okay, so mistake number one, self-doubt and limiting beliefs. And we're going to speak about mistake number two. Mistake number two is about something that's very, very common, especially among those that are active learners and are eager to learn or that have very perfectionist. So I think that yoga is a big, big world and we believe we must know everything before teaching and that's impossible. You know, you can't know everything. Even teachers with 20, 30 or 40 years of experience still learn. We keep learning every day and not because you didn't know before, but also because things constantly change. You can't know everything all the time. And some, at some stages in your life, you'll be really good at one thing and then maybe move on. You will still have a bit of the knowledge, but have to refresh it. So everything changes and there's a lot of new inventions, a lot of new discoveries, and you can't always know everything. It's impossible. We're human beings. We're not computers. And even computers don't always have all the answers or the internet. (laughs) So mistake number two, having unrealistic plans, goals, or expectations. So for those that are very eager to learn, active learners, or maybe a little bit perfectionistic, having unrealistic plans, goals, or expectations. Our expectations of ourselves are extremely high. We compare ourselves to others and we want to be as good as someone else or even better than someone else. But we forget to look at our own qualities. 
at our own talent. And again, we focus on the things that we can't do or that we aren't good at, which will get you back into the self-doubt. So mistake number one, but also will make you feel down. So feeling down is feeling maybe sad or frustrated, annoyed, feeling maybe disappointed with yourself. Another expression could be feeling blue, one of my favorite expressions. Not my favorite feeling, but a really nice expression. So when you feel down and when you have all these unrealistic ideas and expectations of uh, something, excuse me, String, if you hang on a little bit longer, maybe there's something that you don't know. But we're just going through this step by step. So if you feel down and if you feel frustrated and not disappointed with yourself, you will lose sight of what you're good at. And it may result in giving up on your goals or your plans because either it takes too long or it is too difficult. Maybe it's too much. But in other words, they're unrealistic. When you have a big goal in mind, you can set yourself step by step mini goals. So creating milestones, creating steps towards your big goal and and set yourself deadlines to achieve them on your way to your bigger goal. So you you can celebrate your little successes and your little wins in between and keep track of your progress to understand as well how far you have come already. These unrealistic goals often have a reason more than the the drive to achieve something big or more than comparing ourselves to others. And the bigger reason brings me to mistake number three. And mistake number three is not knowing your purpose or not knowing the reason why. And this is a big one, especially from what I see in English classes. When I teach general English classes, and very often when I get students in for the first time, they say first, their first goal is to do an exam and get a certificate. They want to do a B2 or a C1 exam and get their certificate. But why? Why do you want your certificate? Are you applying for a job or university that needs to see that you have a specific level? Or is it to feed your ego? and show that you can do exams. Because what you learn in exams is not what you need for your normal life. It simply shows that you are capable of remembering an exam format and know how to answer questions the exam coordinators are looking for. So this is also why I now focus only on English for yoga teachers, because there's more to it than just learning a language or just learning vocabulary, or just learning grammar structures. And there's a lot more to it than what you have to learn for when you do an exam. So the language that you need is very specific and not something that you need or that you learn in a regular textbook or in the textbooks that you have for your exams. As a yogi, you want to be as present as possible. You want to live in the moment, focus on everything that's happening right now. But as a teacher and as a human being in our modern society, you need to plan ahead. You need to make a living. You need to pay rent. You need to care for your loved ones. You need to take care of yourself. Maybe you want to have some spare time and go on a holiday if that's even possible. So we need to plan ahead. 
So knowing your purpose and knowing your reasons why will help you with planning and will help you to create these milestones that I spoke about in point two and set realistic goals. So according to my previous education, but also my personality, we need to look at this bigger picture. We want to be present, but we also need to look ahead. So knowing the reason why Knowing the reason why you want to do something is a priority. And especially when it comes to learning and more when it comes to learning to teach yoga and English. So without the reason why, you can't measure your progress. You can't measure your process either. When you don't know you're doing something, when you don't know why you're doing something, you will lose motivation. You will lose the drive to achieve your goals. So, a little task that I have for you today, for those that weren't on a mini course or maybe didn't finish the first exercise, after this training, grab your journal and start exploring your reason why, your purpose, or your intention for your learning journey. Why do you really want to learn something? Why do you really want to get better at something, right? So, Not knowing your purpose or not knowing the reason why is a big mistake. Mistake number three. Then, when we know the reason why, we get to mistake number four. And mistake number four is trying to figure it out all by yourself. If there's one thing I have learned during the whole period of COVID and lockdown and being isolated is that we need people. We need people to grow. We need people to learn from. We need people to be inspired by. We need people to help us to reflect and to show and to guide us. We need someone to rely on. We are social beings and we need people around us to to grow as well. Because the reason that we are here today is professional growth. So together, you're so much stronger than you are alone. Think of all the successful people in the world that you know and think of all the people that have helped them to get where they are. Like I said, we are social beings and we need each other to lean on, to be inspired by, to learn from. And the whole thing I just I can repeat. Very often when we want to learn something and you're a bit independent and you would like to do it on your own, you might use, and especially in this case, because we're English learners and we're learning English to teach yoga, you might use Google Translate or you find exercises online but you're not getting feedback and you're not being corrected. You watch videos without human assistance and this only gets you so far. It's very time-consuming and it postpones your growth. And often it causes a lot of frustration because you can't ask for clarifications and you simply do not receive the support that you need. So it's really limiting very limiting in in where in the time and the money and the, the whole investments that you're spending on this. So ask yourself, in what areas of your professional development could you allow more support? Is it learning? Is it a business aspect? Is it teaching techniques? Is it finding students? 
Is it setting up your social media accounts? In what areas do you need support? And get really, really, really clear on the help that you need and where you can get it from. Like I said at the start of this point, this year has really, really taught me how much we need each other. I think it's something that we all know. It's something that we all feel, but sometimes reject or neglect because we think we can do it by ourselves. But I promise that when you receive help that you need that's actually tailored to you, it makes all the difference and can give you a really, really great sense of relief. Okay, so number four was trying to figure it all out by yourself. Then mistake number five, mistake number five, not investing in skills, knowledge and education. So understanding the value of education is highly underestimated. Education is an investment but it always pays back. So skills, knowledge, the opportunity to practice these skills or to put these skills into practice are key. We need to practice what we know. We need to practice what we have learned and make it our own. So when you can put these skills and knowledge into action, you can expand your services. You can teach more classes or different type of classes. You can host your workshops, host your own retreats. And good education isn't hard to find these days. Since you are here listening to this on the podcast, you have access to the internet. And on the internet, you can find great teachers. More so, teachers that are not normally available to you are accessible because of the distance. So, teachers that in any other period of time would not be in your vicinity or close by but now you have the opportunity to learn from. So there's no better time than now to invest in education. If I hadn't invested in my education, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have been able to host the courses that we do. I wouldn't have been able to teach yoga. I wouldn't have been able to teach English. I wouldn't have been able to do our first English for Yoga teachers course in Mexico. I wouldn't have been able to live or to travel abroad. I wouldn't have been able to be here with you right now. So I really think that the best investment you can make in your life is education. Because if you're an action taker, it always, always, always pays back. Okay, so mistake number five is underestimating the value of education or simply not investing in skills, knowledge and education. Then last one, last mistake. Number six, and from the people that I know that I hear, I've spoken to you about this before. And not long ago, I did a whole chat, a whole training specifically on this point. Any ideas? (laughs) Mistake number six are postponing your plans and waiting for a better time. Who here knows the expression, time is money? Time is money. And really what I want to ask you is what is the cost of not investing now? How many classes, how many classes or workshops or trainings do you have to teach in your own language to make a living? And how many classes would you have to teach 
if you could teach yoga in English, how many more students could you have? How many more retreats could you host? Either online as well or in person. How many more workshops could you fill up? And how often do you have to do these? Because the more people that come to one thing, you don't have to repeat it time after time after time after time. So have a think of all the opportunities that you get, the world that opens to you when you teach yoga in English and how it helps you to stop postponing the plans to, for example, teach abroad or teach online or start uh, classes with the people that you already know but can't teach right now because you don't speak English enough. So... Really think about the cost of time and money of not investing right now. Because if you don't invest, it will mean that you keep declining international job offers because you believe that you can't speak English well enough. It will mean that you miss out on collaborations and opportunities because you don't have the vocabulary um, or the speaking skills to communicate what you really want to say. It means that you will keep losing engagement online. It will. It means that you keep committing the first mistake of this training. It means that you doubt your teaching skills because your language or communication abilities or simply think that your accent is less effective so people don't understand you as much as they would another. It will mean that you, you keep spending time trying to educate yourself or maybe trying to educate yourself and getting frustrated, maybe giving up, losing your momentum, starting over and over and over again, but also hit the same wall. So you keep bumping into the same mistakes, same issues, same challenges, because you're not receiving help, or you don't know your purpose, you don't know the reason why, maybe it's because you doubt yourself, or maybe it simply is because you're trying to do it all by yourself. And I have been here. I'm really speaking from my own experience. And this is why I'm doing this training with you today. I don't want you to make the same mistakes. And by now, you all know I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you overcome these mistakes, tackle these issues, these obstacles, and do something about it. Get into teaching yoga in English so you can start teaching work worldwide and actually become productive again so six mistakes summarizing number one self-doubt and limiting beliefs number two having unrealistic plans goals or expectations three not knowing the purpose or not knowing your reason why four trying to figure it out by yourself. Five, not investing time in your skills, knowledge, or education. And number six, postponing your plans and waiting for a better time or allowing your imposter syndrome to creep up. Amazing. So take your time to think about this. If you haven't already, take your time to really go through your purpose, the reason why, set yourself realistic goals, find the education or the people that you need to develop yourself and to improve the points that you want to. And what for is good education? Do you mean what is good education or what type of gift for me? Well, that really depends on the person. It's not up to me. So good education is education that tailors to your learning style. And to find people that can tailor to your learning style 
you will first need to know your learning style yourself. So if you want to have a look at our blog, there is a blog called Your Learning Style is Unique and you can take a test. And when you do the test, you find out what your learning style is. And according to that, and obviously according to your goals, you can find an education that suits you because it's very personal. We can't be everyone's student and we can't be everyone's teacher either. Um, and if you have any questions, any, 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 any questions, I'm always here. You can reach me on Instagram, on Facebook, via email, wherever you want. Any questions, oh, send me a message and I will speak to you all very, very soon. Sending you lots of love. If you feel inspired and like what you learned today, I'd love for you to leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us at Enga Unite. Join the community and become a member of the Teach Yoga in English support group on Facebook. Practice, rest, repeat and all will come.